Hey, everybody, this is Chuck Everson from Villanova University, and welcome to the Big East Rewind. The Big East Rewind came about when Sonny Sparrow and I from Syracuse University were on a recruiting trip and became friends, and we've been friends ever since. And we had a bond that has developed over playing in the very tough Big East Conference. The Big East Rewind is all about Big East basketball, old school style with the battles and stories that came about during our time playing in the Big East. From the perspective of the media, coaches, former players, and even officials. So we hope you enjoy the Big East Rewind. So today's show, we have two spectacular Jersey products. We're going to Jersey, and we're bringing in some quality people. Raphael Addison, my homeboy at Syracuse, and Chuck's homeboy, Dwight Wilbur at Villanova. Give it a listen. We're going to talk everything from Pearl Washington to Coach Mass to Final Four to National Championships. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Big East Rewind. I'm Chuck Everson from Villanova University, and my co-host, as always, is the former Big East heartthrob. He's a handsome man, Sonny Spera from Syracuse University. How are you, Sonny? I'm good, Chuck. <laughs> Listen, do you know, do you know what I'm excited about today's show? We have, we have a great show. We have two guys that both of us know very well. Mm -hmm. you know what day this is now? This is going to be, it's Jersey today on oh. Big East Rewind. Uh -oh. The Jersey guys are in town. We got Jersey City and we got Patterson, New Jersey representing today. Jersey so, City in the house. Yeah. So it's going to be awesome. So why don't you, why don't you introduce uh, your friend that's with us? All right. That'd be my pleasure. All right. This is easy. See, this is one of my favorite friends and my favorite teammates and buddies on the team because he's uh, his home girl is my now wife. So when we first met Raph and turned turned out he was from Snyder, Snyder High School, Jersey City. We had a lot of fun with it, but he came in at, uh, you know, a, a small forward and, you know, everybody thought, well, that's a you know, that's a filled position, but Raph stepped right in and absolutely made a contribution day one. So it was a pleasure to play with him. He understands the game at a cerebral level and uh, is I'm proud to call him a good friend. Raphael Addison, pride to right. Snyder. From Jersey City. Wow. Wow. Thank and, you. Thank you. Thank you, Sonny. And pleasure. joining Raphael with us today is a teammate of mine. Uh, from Patterson, New Jersey, one of a couple of guys that played at Villanova from Patterson, New Jersey, the other being Rory Sparrow. And this guy was one of the best shooters in our program, uh, came out of Patterson with a, uh, with a reputation of being a sharpshooter and uh, started for us on our championship team in 85. In fact, this guy and I roomed together on the road for three years. We were uh, road dogs together uh, on the road. We had a lot of fun and we still do to this day. We're very close. My good buddy, number four, Dwight Wilbur. Thanks for coming in, Dwight. Thanks, Chuck. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. It's good. Good to see you guys. So, uh -huh. why don't you start it off? Let's 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 get right into it. Okay. Well, start? let's let's uh, let's let's go back to your high school days. Let's talk a little bit, Raf and Dwight. Anytime you guys want to pop in here, but uh, Raf. Talk about when you started uh, your high school career and all of a sudden you knew that, okay, it looks like I'm going to play college ball. Um, and the Big East was at least 
in the consciousness. At least people knew about it, right? It wasn't it wasn't any longer. Well, this is a maybe. This is this was a real conference. Talk about how that impacted like your senior year in college and, and that whole process. Well, you, you're talking about high school, right? Yeah, high school. Senior year in high school. Yeah. So yeah, well, it was a, it, it was a, it was a time when I watched Syracuse in NIT finals at all. Oh, that's Park. right. Yeah. No, no cable TV. Uh, Channel Nine, WR Nine, and I fell in love with the school. Fell in love with the school, and I didn't really know I was going to be a, pro a prospect for Syracuse, but I had a real, really good summer and a real good senior year. And we actually played. Uh, had a big, big game my senior year against Ben Franklin, which was Walters Berries and Kenny Hutchison. Really, really good team out of New York City. See, a lot of people thought when you come to Jersey, we were soft. But they didn't know that they had players in Patterson in Jersey City and North and places like that. People from New York always thought we were soft. And so they came over there and experienced, you know, some of the good basketball over in Jersey. Now, you guys were both top 50 recruits in your recruiting class. I saw that. But the one thing that I saw, and as I read a little something, said that your, your high school coach said that you really weren't, a prolific scorer because you were more of a team like I'll do this I'll do what you had to win so it wasn't like you were lighting up all these stats number wise does that sound is that right or yeah yeah, yeah pretty much um I was a pretty I was a team pitch team player that did what I had to do um I could score but it was times we beat teams so bad I only played the first half right but I but I but I, I was an all-around player you know I, I hit I hit it at every, every level I was good at good handle and, and also i can shoot it and you can shoot side. it at six seven right yeah yeah right, right. huge yeah what what impressed me about your game in high school and and then when you got to syracuse was your length and your and your quickness especially on the defensive side of the floor you got some real you got some wingspan you got really long arms and it was very tough getting past you guys you know when we when we played against you guys because you had that that length that that the NBA guys look at, they talk about wingspan all the time. Um, it was tough because you, you got you had a lot of that, and you were up at the top of the you know when they played, and it was made everything difficult for everybody uh, coming through. So yeah, yeah, yeah that was. Um, I remember going to the Big East All Stars overseas with um, actually Dwight Wilbin. He was on the same team. And I remember Gary Williams talking about that, like my my ability to play defense and wanting to play defense. So uh, defense was, you know, we was a defensive-minded team in school. We learned the fundamentals. And I, I was really into defense. And I, and I do have a seven-foot wingspan. So how about you, D? Tell us a little bit about, you know, your recruitment. I mean, your uh, your high school career and, uh, and, and how you came to be uh, a Villanova student-athlete. Now, I went to a school, Don Bosco Tech, not to confuse it with the prep, because mm -hmm. everybody kind of confuses the two. I went more to the technical part of business, obviously, in school. Um, I got to be honest. At one point, yeah, I wanted to go to college, but I didn't think I was going to get there. You know, my, my father kind of was pushing me with Don Bosco Tech to get a job, to be honest. Oh, so, wow. I had some, so I had some type of technical background. Um, and it wasn't until I went to five-star basketball camp and I played well and started getting these letters in. And then I kind of changed my mind and said, you know, dad, look, I want to go to college now. You know, I want I don't want to work. You know, I want to go see what I can do. And, and hopefully, you know, after watching back in the day, um, remember, remember the old UCLA 
basketball teams, Larry Brown and company and Louisville back in the day, those teams on TV and you see them going, I want that too, you know? And so um, that's what kind of pushed me to, to work hard and, and, uh, and, and try to step up my game and, and get to where I can hopefully get a scholarship anywhere. And I was lucky enough to get one at Villanova. And I think the one thing that helped me the most, um, Raph didn't talk about this, but he, you know, he's humble. <laughs> um, we had me and him played on the same AAU team together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got to be honest, our AAU team was so good. First of all, we was tall. We was just huge. Um, the biggest guys I've ever seen in my life, including Raph. And Raph didn't even play small forward. He's more the two guard. You right. know, I, I'm, he was almost like what Kevin Durant would be today, back then, when right. he on, my, on our AAU yeah. team. Yeah. And, um, and we just beat up on everybody. I think I was sharing, except for one team, Raph will remember this as soon as I say it. He's going to go, yep, I remember it. I was telling Chuck, sharing a story with Chuck about how good our AAU team was when we went down to Falls Church, Virginia, and we whipped up on mm-hmm. Tommy Amaker and Johnny Dawkins, right? Mm-hmm. Spot. I mean, we whipped up on them. But then our next trip was to Florida, and we ran across Horace Broadnacks. Rap, what's, it was um, Horace. I want to say it was uh, uh, Roy Rogers on that team, I believe. I think there was, there was a lot of Alabama players on that team. Very good, very good team. I remember this. Very good team we ran, but we had a really good team. But that team we ran in the bus store right there. I remember that. Wow, good, good memories. Man, so, that yeah, was the worst. Like that. That's probably one of the worst experiences I ever, you know, playing basketball. I mean, they just from the gate, from the gate, and you know, we you look back. That was a combination of Georgetown and Alabama on that team. For some reason, I can't explain it, but that's how they had it, and. uh like I said, our team was good. We had some studs, but you know, I I have to say I was blessed to to watch Raph play and and Chuck. You were right. His wingspan is ridiculous because like even when he played with us, yeah, you know, he didn't in the AAU um, time. He didn't play no small forward. He was the two guard. He yeah. he brought it up and did everything. This you know, and I I look back and go shoot. I'm just gonna sit here and collect assists all day long because I don't got to shoot. I got a rap who's going to give you 40 before you even turn around blinking eye. He's at 20 by halftime, 22, 20 at halftime. And he's not, you don't even, rap's not even sweating. The rest of us <laughs> is out here pouring sweat. Rap is just sitting there chilling and, and just, and just. He made it look easy. I know that. He, I, he made it look easy. That's for sure. Oh, he sure did. He sure did. And, and, you know, funny story. He doesn't even know I'm about to tell this. My high school coach was a, uh, uh, yeah, he was a competitor, all right? And he wanted to scrimmage Snyder. And I said, are you crazy? I'm not going to scream. Why would, why would we walk into Snyder High School or them come to us? And you're going to invite whoever scouts want to come in? It's it, Forget it. Don't, don't do that, coach. I promise you, please don't do that. It's going to be the worst experience ever. He's like, why? Raphael Addison, I promise you, coach. I played with him. I played with this guy. I watched him. I know everything he can do, and it doesn't matter. He he is nine. Wow. Nobody could guard him. Number one, and I'm like I said, we're gonna embarrass ourselves. He <laughs> might drop. He might drop sixty on this in a matter of a third quarter. It's over. It's so over. But wow. yeah, that's how, that's how I sort of got it. Got into to doing what I got to do, and um, 
And I oh, I envisioned myself at one point going to Syracuse. You know, I, I saw Red Bruin and company. I was like, oh, okay, you got some high flyers here. I, you know, I kind of like this. And then I ran into I ran into a really, really good friend of mine. Okay. And we didn't know each other. He didn't know that he was going to be my friend, my best friend at, at one point, and that we were going to win a national championship together. I was coming off the elevator. And then I had to get back on as I waited to get back on. His family comes out the elevator. Okay. And I'm going, who in the world is this? You know, I mean, I, you know, you sit back and, and um, I mean, I, I love them to death. Chuck's family. Wow. They, they, yeah. Chuck comes out, dad comes out. Mom, I'm like, good Lord. I would love to have this height. Chuck, can you give me some of this? Beheim, <laughs> <laughs> Beheim, coach Beheim said we broke the, we broke the budget for lunch in, on one meal. The Eversons came to town and that was it, man. Oh, Listen, sticking sticking with the AAU stuff for a second. Did you mm -hmm. who were some of the did you have any other D1 players on your team? Who were some of the guys you rolled with? Brett, I think we oh, had absolutely. Absolutely. We had uh we had Billy Thompson, Louisville. Yes. So Billy was the number Billy one player play. in the country, right? At that time. Him and Wayne took that. Oh Wayne took him and Wayne took them was the top two players. So Billy was on the team with, with Troy Webster, George Washington. Yes. Yeah. We had we had Don Franco, uh, what's that? Virginia Commonwealth. That's right. Uh, we had, we had, Har uh, had a squad. Tim Harvey. We had Tim, Har Tim Harvey. I didn't Tim realize Harvey. Raymond was a Jersey guy. No, he Tim wasn't. He wasn't. But that's who Billy from the country was number one player with. He wasn't a Jersey guy. But they, but Billy was, but Billy was on your squad when you guys played. Yes. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah, Billy was good. Tim. Tim, Tim, Tim uh, what's the guy in Notre Dame? The white. Uh, Tim Dolan. Tim Dolan. No, Jim Dolan. Jim Dolan. Oh yes. no, Jim Dolan. Right, that's right, Jim Dolan. Jim, Jim Dolan. Dolan. Yes, yes. Notre Dame. Yeah, we had a good team. That's pretty good. That's a pretty solid squad, don't you think? Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> so back then, I mean, I I didn't play much AAU. We didn't, you know, I don't know. It, it's not prevalent like it is today in recruiting and stuff. So. We used to have to go to we used to have to go to camps and play in front of like there'd be hundreds of coaches at some of these camps. You know, Eastern Invitational was one in Jersey that was a real good one. And right. and Coach Mass had a camp uh, called East Coast Basketball Camp. Uh -huh. And and both you guys both you guys played there along with some other uh, former teammates. You know, Andre Hawkins was there, and there was a bunch of guys. Talk about that for a minute, Raph, and, and about the experiences that you had playing with. Coach Mass's camp. Yeah, well, we, well, me, Troy Webster, uh, Mike Brown, we would go over the East Coast. That's where I met you at. Andre Hawkins right. was there, the Long Island guys. Right. And Troy would always tell me, Coach Mass had the inside track to get all these players. Right. He said, right, let us be all the time together. But Mass, Mass was looking at us, but he, he didn't want us. He, he didn't. He didn't want us. So you know, and he was he was a good guy. You know, like and had a coach Matt had a great relationship. And I got back in touch with him later on when he was coaching UNLV. I was playing in Europe, and he was after some young Italian kids that was American, and he needed me to help him recruit them. So I, so he got in touch with me, and I told Coach, uh, "You really didn't want me at Villanova." I, he said, "Rap, I think I made a mistake." So that was that was good to hear that. <laughs> 
He did make a mistake. That was good to hear that. <laughs> you, yeah, you're right. You did make a mistake. <laughs> Number two scorer of Syracuse history. Yeah, I'd say it would have so. been I'd a great fit, man. Oh, my God. Rap, say that again, I Dwight. That, no, but I told you to come on. And he was like, no. I'm like, why? <laughs> He didn't so, want me. He did not want me. He wanted. I, I'm gonna tell you with that with, 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 with Coach Nash. He was a. He liked me, but he didn't want me because y'all gotta remember, it's a guy y'all had that was rated like the number one small forward in the country from Connecticut. You know what I'm talking about? Well, Harry, yeah, he was pretty good too, Raph. You know, he was rated the number one small forward in the country. So if you're gonna get him, you don't want So let me ask you guys both a question as as we're talking about talk about the recruiting process. I know you I, I, obviously you both visited Syracuse, Dwight. I, I'm, I'm fortunate I didn't have you on your visit because you wouldn't have come anyway. And that's what happened with Chuck. When they came, when I had them, they never came to Syracuse. So what were some of the schools that you guys both looked at? Do I talk about some of the schools you were uh, looking at? Well, besides Syracuse, I had St. John's. Uh, Duke had tried to recruit me. I went down for a visit at Duke. That was Coach K's first year in the coaching at Duke. Mm -hmm. And uh where else did I go? Uh, and there was Providence and okay. Seton Hall. I was out. It was all Big East. It was Big like, East. I, yeah. I mean, I had some. I had some schools outside of there, but I didn't want to go far. I was trying to stay close for my dad. That's just me, and that was my thing with him. Um, you know, I couldn't see him riding all the way down to Carolina. Mm -hmm. You know, trying to get back, and so I was like, you know, I was happy to sign with somebody or somebody from the Big East wanted me that was a little closer. Um, so yeah, that was part of my recruiting process. Um, I St. John's, Chuck. I think we visited St. John's together too at one point. Then we are no, no. no. I, I I visited Rutgers, Nova, and um, and Syracuse. That was oh. I took three. But they gave you six back then. I only took three. Right. Yeah. Um, my visit at St. John's. I was. I liked it. I think you know. I got thrown off. You know, young kid. You know, young kid from the suburbs. <laughs> you know. I got thrown off from living in an apartment and sharing it with my roommate and splitting the, you know, doing whatever we had to do. Um, I, I was, I was looking more for, for a uh, college atmosphere, dorms, things like that. And then, and then, uh, yeah, I, I got, then coach mass um, came calling me and Harold had talked and I think uh, he kind of wanted me, but I was like, I, I mean, I said, Harold, I don't know. And then, I just said, come on, I'm going to Villanova. And that's how I ended up signing with Villanova. So, so let me ask you, because you talked about Big East was a, was the primary recruiting circle. Mm -hmm. Was that, was that at that time, was that a factor where you saying, listen, I want to go to a Big East school or, or just was a geographic thing? No, nah, I wanted to go to a Big East school. Yeah. I think the only school that was really, it was, ter it was terrible. And I can't, I, not to bash them because they're really good now or pretty good. Um, Rutgers did not want none of us. That's how I felt. We had we had really stud players coming up when I played, and none of us got recruited by Rutgers. That interesting, That's crazy because there was that was some that was some group of guys coming out our year from Jersey. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's how Seton Hall benefited, really, right? Yeah. Right. That's right. That what about right. you, Raph? Well, well, actually, I was I was friends with Roy Henson, so I went down there unofficially. Just to look at it, just to look at Rutgers. But um, 
I was like NC State uh, visit down there. I was down there with uh, Valvano, and um, we had, the guy took me out with Dinky Proctor, another Jersey guy, and Lorenzo Charles, God bless the dead. And I went out to Virginia Tech, and I went up to Connecticut, hung out with Connie Thompson, and I was looking at Providence, and, and I went, I went the, the schools that were near Jersey City. I didn't want to take my official to those schools because I can go there anyway. So I actually went to a Villanova. Um, Louis came over. I went to St. John's and went to a Villanova St. John's at Alumni Hall. And went out like that. So that's pretty much, you know, I looked at Providence. Outside of, uh, and Georgia Tech came in and Notre Dame came in. So after that, that was, that was pretty much the schools I was really looking at. Uh-huh. So, when, son, talk about, uh, you know, what it's like when, when, when Coach Beheim says to you, okay, we got a recruit coming in, you know, how that, how that process goes for people that are listening. I know, that, you know, we would, get, we, we would get a guy, like let's say Ra- they would assign a guy like Raphael to me or, or to one of our guys, and then we'd be responsible for that recruit for the weekend. Mm-hmm. So talk about that process. And then, D, you know, Ed, Ed mm-hmm. what you – what your experience was when when you went on some of your trips especially uh, the Syracuse one so I'll mention what I've I experienced and then Raph was a much better recruiter for Syracuse than I was he <laughs> had much better success than I did okay <laughs> I didn't get you I didn't, I didn't get Harold Jensen and I didn't get Jay Billis so I struck out I was done with recruits um and uh, so what what we had was he coach would give you some cash, right? You'd get X amount of dollars and you had to take them out for food and then some entertainment. If they came up on a school day, like a Friday or something, they might join you for class, but that wasn't very common. Usually it was Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday lunch, and then Saturday night, Raph, wasn't that the big scotch and sirloin dinner at Syracuse? Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I took the recruits out just for that. <laughs> Just for this catch and sirloin dinner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that was our process right there. And we got a car. We got a we got a rent a car to take around. Remember that? Right? Yeah, but I also remember the, the brunch on Sunday morning at yes. Marriott, the Circle. That was good too. It used to be held at an alumni's house. I remember that because I remember that's how I met a couple people outside of the school. It was at like a, a booster's house. And they had a big brunch. But yeah, that was also a feast. That's right. Forgot that one. So you guys, I mean, you guys needed to have a car. That campus oh. is gigantic over there at, uh, at Syracuse. That's a massive uh, campus. You know, we didn't, yeah. didn't have that, you know. but It's spread one, out. Yeah. It's very spread out. Yeah. The one thing that, that Coach Mass did, which was kind of, he scheduled practice late on Sunday for us. We'd have like a six o'clock. If we had recruits in, we'd had a six o'clock evening practice on Sunday because he knew uh, we weren't going out for milk and cookies, you know? So, you know, he would come in and it would be, you know, I'm going to use you, Sonny, as as an example, but let's say you came in on a visit. You had your chance. We went through everything. You were assigned to, um, you know, whoever, John Pannone or whatever, and we we went through, and then we would be at practice, and prior to us starting practice, we'd all be sitting on the bench, and he goes, well, what's the word on Sonny Sparrow? And it would be the thumbs up, or thumbs down. It was like the uh, the old Romans uh, 
thing. And if it was, if the guy got a couple of thumbs down, that was it. They stopped. Gladiator. Yeah, it was unbelievable. You know, so. That's funny. Ref, Ref, do you remember? We didn't do that, did we? we didn't, I don't remember that ever being a part of our process. No, no. I, I took out a lot of recruits, and I don't, I don't recall that. Yeah. And, and fortunately, I didn't have to also because I, I, I had a lot of schoolwork I was doing most of the time, too. So, you know, it wasn't it wasn't always I was a bad recruiter, but I, I didn't really land a lot of big fish. Let's say that. Yeah. <laughs> Is Dwight still with us? I think we lost D. OK, he'll yep. be back in in a second. Yeah, Raph, talk talk a little bit. Um, talk a little bit about once you decided to go to Syracuse, right? The geographic area, I mean, it's a little more north. It's a little colder. How was your, how was your transition? Well, it, it was a perfect fit for me. Like, Seton Hall was just too close. St. John's was just too close. Syracuse was far enough away, but close enough. Right. So I could still be in touch with the parents. And, and, it was, and then all of the metropolitan people go there. And you could tell just by how they talk. Like when I go down to North Carolina, it was different. When I went yes. to Virginia Tech, it was different. And I got up there and I started meeting people, you know, whether you went to a party or wherever you went. The metropolitan people kind of sound the same. You know, and they language, they body language, and you know, a lot of them listen to the same radio stations. So that, I was comfortable with that. Uh-huh. And you're right about geographically. It's close enough you can get to it, but it's far enough away where you have your own life. Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. Were the, were the winters shocking to you at all? No, no, it, it, it was it wasn't at all because you know, I grew up in Jersey City and we always had four seasons. Now it was a little, it was a bit more, but I but I also <laughs> I learned that they was used to the snow. I mean, they, I saw people driving down the highway doing sixty on the snowstorm only in Syracuse. You know, on your surface, right? so they was used yeah. to the snow. You know, you learn how to drive up there, you can drive anywhere. Let me tell you, when I was walking to class with Andre, and he saw a black squirrel, and I think it was the first time he ever saw a black squirrel. And I remember him. <laughs> that was a huge thing. Man, they got black squirrels in Syracuse. <laughs> yeah, that weather that weather deterred a lot of people. I think, right? I mean. That that had to be something that you had to you had to know that going in if you were being recruited up at Syracuse that it could get crazy up there in the winter time. You just get used to it, right? It just becomes part of it, right, Raf? Once you get a good winter coat and some boots, you're good. It's, it's fun, you know. The, the hardest part is like when you get up, you gotta get up for those early classes when it's really cold out there, when the wind blows. That's the hardest part. But you just get used to it, and and, and so that means everything inside is warm. So we're having fun, you know. The dome, the dome heated up. Uh, parties heating up. <laughs> you know, the, the campus lights heated up. So it was, it was fun. It was fun. It was fun to go through it. And um, it's not for everybody, but you'll be surprised. Mm -hmm. Let's talk. Uh, so let's talk now. So you're at Syracuse. How was? Because in your freshman year. What were you, what, what were you, like, what were you thinking? What was your expectations? Was there anything? It was just, I'm going to work hard, see where it lands. What, what was your thoughts? Cause you, you were an impact player right away. Well, and, and good, great questions, Tony. Now I was looking at um, St. John's and they had this guy, everybody knows Chris Mullen at the two. So that always thought I was a two, three. 
And that's right. how I played in you know, high school. So, like, so they had Chris Small at the two, but they had this other guy who was a senior, David Russell. So I felt I could go in there, and then after one year, I could have that small forward spot. But, then, but in Syracuse, they had a guy, um, a, a guy, Eric Sanifer, who's very, very good. I, you know, I took a little bit from Eric. I took a little bit from Tony Red. I took a little bit from Leo. So I was looking at all three of those guys. Like, I love the way you know, Tony attacks the bats. I love the way Eric goes baseline and silky smooth. And, and then the other thing with Eric, his speed. People don't know. Like, he ran under five-minute mile, stuff like that. Leo, ability to see the floor. So I wanted to take a little bit from all three of those guys. I felt like me going to Syracuse, I got three opportunities to play the next year after learning a lot from those three guys. That's a good point, man. And now the more you talk about it, you know, playing with you, you are a perfect blend of all of them. You could shoot it like Leo from range. You could pass it like Leo. You could run for days, like when we did our preseason. I read, I read. Exactly, exactly. You know, nobody could keep up with you. And you never got tired. You never got tired. I'm not sure I saw you sweat either. But um, And then Red, you know, Red's game was, you know, in, inside out. So that's a good point, you know. I've known you all these years. I never put the two and two together, but man, it just makes perfect sense. That was my thing. That was my thinking going in, and and those guys, you know, they helped me tremendously. Like they helped me tremendously because they didn't know I was working every day watching them, watching them little things, picking up stuff. You know, Eric was great with moving without the ball, and I needed that because once Pearl came in, I had to learn how to move without the ball. <laughs> Talk about talk about playing with Pearl now that you mentioned him, Raph. I mean, he's the kind of guy you have to run with your hands up because you never know when when you're going to get the ball, right? You're filling the lane, and you better catch it if he throws it to you because you know you won't see it again, right? Well, well, you know, Bob Comedy got in trouble with me from saying Pearl really never passed the ball in high school because he scored. You know, Spurs scored fifty points on all layups. So he got in trouble with me on that, and I, and I reminded him that Pearl had 19 assists against St. John at Alumni Hall. So he could really pass the ball. So what I used to do, I used to always find a way to get in his vision, to make him pass it to me. I used to always get in his vision. So, and, 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 and I ran the floor real well. I cut my back door real well. So all the things that Pearl liked, the pocket pass, stuff like that. So, so I, got, I, I got myself open a lot when Pearl penetrated and the doubles came and all I needed was a, a second. So I learned how to really move without the ball. What are some of your greatest memories on the court with Pearl? That he really ran the show out there. I remember the one, the one thing used to make me laugh a lot when we, Beheim threw the stool. We had the stools in, in the dome and he, he was throwing that window, but he it went right past my face. And Beheim was upset. <laughs> he was hot. So we come out the second half, and we and Behan switches to the one defense, which is our man. They don't do it as much now, but we went to man to man, and Pearl really went out. We went out, and we got out, and pressure, pressure, pressure. We was all over the place, and we got back in the game. And Pearl said, "Raph, you not tired?" I said, "No, let's keep going." He switched. Behan didn't switch to defense. Pearl switched to defense to the two. That's his own. He said he was tired. He said he, he switched. And I laughed about that because Bayham never switched the defense. Pearl did it. <laughs> no, it, it's that was funny. funny. It's funny, Raph, because as a, as a competitor, when, when we come out uh, to play you guys, um, we stayed at a hotel right, you know, right there. Um, 
and you walk, you know, you walk around campus. We all got to visit Varsity Pizza and some of the places uh-huh. that are in town over there, you know. And everywhere you went, there were T-shirts of Pearl Washington. You know, they had one of him sitting on top of the dome, spinning the ball on his fingers. And I remember that distinctly. Like all the shops there had Pearl gear all over the place. I was like, I knew him because we, we played in high school, like at the uh, the Newsday Classic and things like that. But man, I, I didn't realize what we were in for when we stepped in the doors at the dome. Actually, when we got blown in, right? Because when you open the door at the dome, it's like they push you right. It sucks you right into the place, you know? But that that was uh that was a challenge playing against that guy, and especially the hype that he had on campus. How how was that when like when you guys were out, you know, uh out on the town and stuff, did he get bombarded by people? You know, actually actually he stayed in a lot. And they had the, the, the greatest shirt I thought they had on him on the eighth day, God created the pearl. Right. That was that, that, that was that, that, that yeah, that was a great shirt. He actually stayed in a lot. And then when we did go out, he would go to places kind of low key. But he, he he loved the people. He loved Syracuse. He, I mean, we was at he was at home with it, and he loved that attention. But he was really quiet off the court. Yeah. Well, how mm-hmm. about how about the how about for both of you guys? I mean, there's no pro sports up there. You know, in, in Philly we had the Eagles, the, the the Phillies, the Sixers. You know, there was all kind, and then there was a lot of colleges by us. The all the Big Five schools. How was it for you guys going to class and walking around campus? Did you get a lot of attention from people? It, it depends on on, on on the game day, maybe. Uh, we up for a big game. People, everybody knew who you were. And we, you know, we went to class quite often, so people was used to seeing us. It wasn't no, really no big deal. Like right. that was, and, we were, and we were very friendly. And, I mean, I can say that about mostly all of my teammates. We were very right. friendly. We was casual. We spoke to people. We, we didn't feel like we was any different. We was just part of Syracuse University. Yep, and that's that's what it was like at Nova too. Like we, we were we were very visible. We had a lot of friends, you know, in the dorms and stuff. In fact, there was people that used to wait for us. He, you know, Mass would let us out uh, to go to the, to go to dinner like 15 minutes before the cafeteria closed. So we had a uh, we had a hustle. If, if a friend of ours from the dorm wanted to eat dinner with us, you know, we had to tell him, "Hey, meet me." meet me at the pit, you know, at this time and save me a spot because, you know, you were, you were on a hustle, you know, but we were visible too. I just thought, I just wanted to find out what the differences were being in a city that didn't have a lot of pro sports as opposed to a place like Philadelphia. The, the big difference Chuck, was when, was when you went off campus, right? Absolutely. When you went into the town, the city, some of the small businesses yeah. that was, that was uh, celebrity status, you know, you, you had, you had, and like Raph said, they, they all knew you and you were a student, right? You were a student athlete, right. just like football players, lacrosse players and swimmers and wrestlers and all the other athletes and all the other students, you know, and Syracuse's university is, is the campus is so spread out. So like if Raph was in one school, I might not see him ever on the campus if he's not in on the quad, like if he's not arts and science. Absolutely. But yeah. we go downtown and we stop somewhere. People, you know, they would be whispering, right. "That's right. Raph, that's Raphael Addison," you know. And and no, nobody had it worse than Pearl. Everybody knew Pearl. I mean, police officers, they'd stop, you know, they'd want him to sign. You know, he just he was a rock star. Well, let, let me ask yeah, let me ask both you guys this until we can get my uh, my illustrious teammate back online with us. Um, so you know, it, it it was awfully funny. And Sonny, you and I have talked about this, you know, over the years, but. 
man, we had a devil of a time going. We never won in my four years up at the Dome. I, I thought that was the hardest place to play. But just like we didn't win at the Dome, you guys didn't win because we played you guys most of the time at the Palestra, right, in Philly? Yes. So, I mean, it was it, – I, I think we split, you know, uh, I don't know off the top of my head, but I think we split the games with you guys. The Dome was so tough because you're shooting – you're looking for an orange rim and a sea of orange shirts. And you get to the Fallon and you look and you go, I know it's there somewhere, but I just can't – I can't see it. I was – I'm going to shoot for the box in the middle and hopefully I'll, you know, I'll hit the rim, <laughs> you know, talk about coming into Philadelphia and playing us in, in, in Philly at, uh, at the Palestra Raft. Well, that, that was a real good home floor for you guys. It was. Uh, loud. And some reason seems like you guys got up more when y'all played in that place. So, yeah. and, and it was fun. It was, it, was, it was a lot of fun playing down there. I remember the games, man. It was close, tight game, but we usually lost down there. I, I, I don't even remember beating Villanova down here at the Verizon Center or something like that when, when Kenny Wilson was a freshman. Yeah, my, it's our senior year. Yep, yep. That was at the Spectrum, I think. Right, exactly. Spectrum, Spectrum, there you go. I remember that. Them down there then, but we didn't beat them uh, at the Celestia. No, that was a great home floor. The crowd, all the total people coming down. Yeah. Uh, Dwight, basket, right. Dwight, talk about playing against Pearl. You know, what was what was uh, the practice prep and that kind of stuff? I don't, I don't want to talk about Pearl. <laughs> I, you know, we got one honest person. <laughs> I I did not. You know I when I when I got on the floor, and I love this guy. I love him to death. Gary McLean was determined to prove something to Pearl, and I'm going in my mind. I'm talking to my son, Giz. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. Don't get up on him. He wants you to do that. Why don't you give him some room? Let him shoot a jump shot, dude. That, that'll be the best thing that can happen. And so um, when I've had to play Pearl, I obviously, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm, I can be honest. I was afraid of him. I was like, Jesus Christ, I don't want to get embarrassed. That's what exactly was in my mind. We're in the biggest tournament. Channel 9, never forget it. I got over 100 phone calls this one night because they inbound me the ball. I'm bringing it up. I try to make a move on Pearl and I crossed him from right to left. And when I went to dribble with my left hand, it was gone and the place went nuts. And my friends just called me going, D, you look stupid. <laughs> he, he, just, he just played yeah. on national television. I say, well, that's why he's Pearl Washington. Um, now, but I, I mean, Pearl, you know, watching him and trying to study him, um, you know, that saying, if you, if I knew then what I know now, you know, it might be a little different. I mean, he still shaped me, but, you know, fat and old, but I'm saying if I was a little thinner and everything else, I might be able to stay with him, but I probably would play him a little different. But I always played Pearl to take a jump shot on me. And he relaxed for some reason. And I said, that's where I wanted him. So I felt like I was winning that battle between me and him. He didn't, he just, I didn't challenge him. I let him. I gave him so much room to do what he needed to do. He's, he was like, okay, you know, Dwight's not doing anything, so let me pass the ball, let me run an offense and go through and so on and so forth. And about time, the second, by the time the ball came around the second time, we were in zone. Yeah. So that helped me out tremendously. So I was happy to get 
<laughs> D, the story that gets passed around, you can tell these guys, the story that gets passed around when we're all together and we start talking about a guy like Pearl Washington is, you know, we're, we're, we're taking our lumps at, at the Dome the way it, you, we usually did. Right. Pearl's on a roll. He, I think he had like 36 one game against us. It was ridiculous. And somebody's on the foul and he walks over and puts his arm around Coach Massimino and says, Hey, it's okay, coach. You can't, you get mad at him. He's trying, he's trying. He just can't, he just can't guard me. He's, he's doing his best. And we're like, are you kidding me? So Massimino pushed him and says, get out of here, Pearl. He said, you know, so this is during the game he's telling us. So that same game, D, tell me if I'm wrong. We had a guy named uh, Beltra Dawson on our team. And yes, Belt, Belt's, uh, Belt was a freshman in 85. Mm-hmm. So he come in, he go, he's talking trash on the bench. Pearl ain't all that. Pearl can't do this. Pearl. So all of a sudden, we're getting lumped up pretty good. So um, coach goes, Belt, get in there. You got Pearl. Okay. So I don't know. You know, it, it was like Pearl heard him, you know, because the guy came back with two broken ankles. He was all, all twisted and turned around. And we ribbed him, uh, and you know, the rest of the year for that. Remember that, D? I do remember that. Because you know why? Vel- Veltra did that because he was from Chicago. <laughs> and he felt like, you know, I'm a Chicago boy, so I could take Pearl when I represent. Yeah. And right. he didn't realize who Pearl really was. I think I remember that. That guy, did he wear glasses? He wore the goggles, right? Yeah, That's he wore it. The goggles. The goggles. Oh, yes, I remember that. And Pearl, Pearl was like a goggle from a little bit, like shaking him up. Not a little bit. I remember bit. that. I remember that. <laughs> and, and do you remember <laughs> we played? I don't know if it was. I know it happened the one time. I don't know if it happened during the game that you just talked about when Belt came in, but do you remember at halftime when Coach, when we went into halftime and Coach was so mad? I, I was mean, just telling Sonny this. Yeah, I was ahead. about to have a heart attack. I swear to God, that's what I thought was going to happen. He, you he know, stopped he, coaching. Huh? Yeah, he, he was throwing he, stuff. He was throwing erases at guys that weren't even in the game. He was, you know, it was crazy. He had to calm right? himself down because Coach went from his usual like yelling and screaming to, you know, I gotta come back. <laughs> you know, and I was like, oh my God, this guy's gonna die in front of us. You know, and I'm like, wow. Pedals, clear. Yeah, and that's exactly, that's I swear. exactly how it was. And, and Sonny, I, I was telling you before um, we, we came on today, you know, and then you guys, and, and Dwight can attest it. Listen, Dwight and I were not shy when it comes to, you know, eating lunch, dinner, or whatever. We were absolutely not. We were the first guys at the buffet table, you know. Um, that said, you guys, like, after a game in the Big East, the, the home team always had something for the opposing team after the game so they could take a lunch or something back on the bus with them, either to their hotel or to the airport or whatever. And Syracuse had the greatest spread of any team in the big East, you know? So, you know, you'd go grab some stuff, but if your parents happened to come to the game, you'd go see your parents and then you grab some food or whatever. And we go in there and, and this was the game that, you know, Dwight was referring to a coach really had a tough time at, uh, at halftime. And for some unknown reason, you know, I go, Hey coach, can you, uh, you see the mayonnaise anywhere? Can you pass me the mayonnaise? I said, we, we, we. he goes, what am I? The damn mayonnaise man ever seen? What's wrong with you? You got, he ripped me all, I mean, for, we still heard about it when we were visiting him in Florida years and years uh, later, you know, Jeff, you, know, you remember that room? It, that, that's called. Yeah. 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 Room, yeah. You know? uh, yeah hospitality funny. room. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. They, they really good up there with the hospitality. So I want to ask both of you guys now, in, in, in your travels in the Big East, 
What um, t- two things I want to know? What was the toughest place that you played, and what were some of the toughest opponents that you faced? Uh, Dwight, why don't you hit that one first? And you wow. can put me and Sonny to the side on that one. We we already know we were tough. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, the toughest place that we played. Now we we I think every place we played at was tough. To be honest with you, you know I I was going to say. Providence always gave us a game for some reason, you know, um, you know, you walked into uh, Landover, that was a problem. Syracuse was a problem. You made a big shot. That, you made a big shot in Landover. Or, yeah, or, that I did. Yeah. Yeah. Right. At the yep. bottom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Walsh, did you guys play in Walsh at Seton Hall? No, we always no. played at the Meadowlands. At the um, Meadowlands. Your friend um, St. John's, I mean, we didn't we didn't even play, we played at Madison Square Garden, played them all the time at the garden. Mm-hmm. Um, so was that like the toughest place? Not you know we got an alumni it, hall freshman year. We played them. Remember yeah. Winnington made the Winnington yes. one and one and he missed the he missed the second Correct. one of the one and one and we won by one point. That's right. I do remember Dave that. Russell, yeah. When Dave Russell was on their team. I do remember that. I, How about you? you know, Sonny, I really, I really can't say to be honest um wow well, that's know, just, good. Think, just thinking back pit, pit was even hard you know it was mean, tough bc was tough yeah. bc was even worse bc was you know? tough yeah right on you got to harold bad when we went and played there right on you yeah bc was right on you so it was it's hard to say i mean we we struggled in games that you know technically we probably should have should have had a little bit of a cushion lead where we just couldn't break loose. Um, you know, every time we, we would get, you know, get a four point, five point, here they come marching right back. Um, I don't know. I, you know, when you, you look at the Big East when we were playing, the talent that was there was ridiculous. You know, I don't, I'm not knocking today's Big East. I don't think today's Big East knows what Big East is. They have no idea. It's nice that, you know, um, with they're trying to get it back, but Big East back when we played, oh my God, it was like it was like the Eastern Conference Finals or semifinals, you know, and it was just every night was a every war. night, yeah, it was a war. So nobody had a day off, you know, unless like second half, you know, maybe six minutes and we're up ten. That might be, and that's rare, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even, you know, I mean, Chuck probably remembers more than I can of how many blowouts we had in the Big East where we just blew teams out. Yeah, not many. You how about know, you, Raph? For you, Raph, who was tough? Well, hands down, playing in Landover. Doing my career seriously, playing in Landover, they, for some reason, they got up for that ride. I mean, I remember going in for a dunk and Patrick coming in on an angle. He clearly knocked me this, this, this. Slam me, no foul call. You know, so Landover was definitely number one. And it was pit, what if you, you had to come ready to play at Pitt? You had yep. to come ready. They was ready for you. You had to come ready. You know, at Villanova, you had to come ready. Uh, UConn, Boston College, but Landover was definitely, definitely the number one spot. You, you think that it was who you were playing, or the, or the or the actual place? It was who you were playing in Landover, right? That made it. 
So North talk about and that, now, you, now that you mentioned that, Raph, talk about the rivalry between the Orange Men and the Hoyas and what that was like. Because, we're, you know, coming down, down the road, we're going to have guys from both programs on. We're going to talk more about this as we go through this. But I'd like to hear your your um, what you felt and what you thought about that rivalry and when you were going to play Patrick and the guys. Well, uh, me, um, five-star basketball camp introduced me to Reggie Williams, David Wingate. We were, we were good friends. Me and David Wingate played in the capital class together, uh, played on USA team, sports festival. So we all good friends. But once you go across those lines, it, it was physical. And I think, I think it kind of started when you watching that championship game against North Carolina and Patrick Ewing just blocking goaltending shots on purpose. So they got that, they got that Detroit Pistons, Oakland Raiders mentality. Yeah. And they scared the whole country. They scared, I'm, they, they wasn't just beating up the Big East. We knew how to play them a little better than the whole country, but they were beating up the whole country with that kind of like Detroit bad boys, Oakland Raiders, we're going to hit you, elbow you, bump you, what you call bumps. And so that started it with us because now they're calling us soft indirectly. Right. So, so, and then, you know, you know the history with Manly Fellhouse, the Manly Fellhouse closed when, when they beat Syracuse up there. So that started that rivalry when, 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 when it, when it gets like the fans get into it and, and, and it was some big, big games. So I know I always got up and played them. It wasn't always good, but it was, it was good. But I think both teams, Truly, just like most, just like most guys in the Big East, both teams really truly respect each other. Yeah, that's true. And listen, nobody played harder than those guys. I, I'll say that too. I mean, and listen, it got it got chippy at times and stuff. I mean, the joke the joke in the league was as soon as the referee threw the ball up, the Georgetown guys each fouled the guy that they were standing next to, and the ref could only call one foul. You know, so it was it was on. You know, you had to have it was on tight man when you went. Yeah to Landover and played against the Hoyas, you had to be ready to roll, right? Yeah. Capital Center, not a fun place to play. No, no. So, Dwight, Dwight, who do you think in your opponents, right, your your competition, who, who did you think was the biggest challenge? St. John's. Yeah. Was it St. a matchup? John's, what was it? I think I think matchup killed us a lot. Um, yeah. Especially the uh, Mullins, David Russell era at that time. It was and all Willie, the lefties, right, D? And, yep, and Willie Glass, you know, and for some odd reason, when we came against them, I mean, you think about it. Their offense was so – it wasn't terrible. It was so easy. You know, they did the same thing, but, God, dog, they would get buckets. <laughs> and, you, know, you know, we knew everything. Every time Mullen touched the ball, we knew exactly what was going to happen, and we just couldn't stop it. We just could that. I, that's that's how I felt as far as you know playing against a Big East team. Um, I mean, yeah, we kind of knew what Syracuse was, Syracuse was going to do. Um, we kind of knew what Georgetown was going to do, even though that we were outmanned. But I thought matchup wise, we were pretty good with St. John's. But they found a way. You know, Mullen comes off that little curl screen for him. Yeah. Buckets, and at the time Walter when Barry. Russell was there, and then you had. And then you had uh, Willie on the other side, you know. I mean, Walter Mark, Jackson, yeah. Mark Jackson and Walter, you know, yeah. Mark Jackson wasn't Mark, Mark Jackson. Jackson we know, but, you know, he he did his job. And, I mean, they, they just ran simple, simple plays that we just had a hard time stopping. 
I think we had a tough time with the lefties. You mentioned Russell, Walter, and Chris, all lefties. We had trouble with Hawk when we played Syracuse, another lefty. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, you know, the lefties gave us a, a tough time. And in 85, Sonny, we, we were rooting for Georgetown to beat St. John's because we didn't want any part of St. John's in the finals. You know? That's what it sounds like. Sounds like it's good. It's, wow. it's, it messed up well. Yeah. We beat Georgetown once a year. At least That was our thing. One time a year we got them. But, true. But, um, at, you know, it, for St. John's, it, it was it was really tough. So since we're going down the 85 path, let's follow that for a second. So, Dwight, what was it like now? Okay, so St. John's and Georgetown matches up on the other side. You guys beat your opponent. Now you guys are matched up in the the biggest Rocky underdog story of the century, right? That's how it was sort of built, right? right? But you guys obviously weren't buying that. So what was it like in your preparation for that game? I, You know, like I said earlier, I, I thought we knew everything Georgetown was going to do. Um, I think the one thing Coach Mass and I, and if maybe I'm wrong, Chuck, Chuck, tell me if I'm right or okay. wrong. Um, the one thing Coach didn't say to us, but we just did it out of natural playing basketball, you know, or, and going against other patience. We were very patient that game. Yeah, we were, and and I and I think that's what you know, obviously helped us with the the high shooting percentage that we shot because we did not rush no shots. Georgetown didn't force us into rushing. We just slowed the game. That was our game anyway. You know, we weren't no high flyers, you know, and and getting out and doing all the craziness. I think I think Dwayne McClain was a high flyer. He was he was the only one. He was the only one. <laughs> he was the only one, but I think we were very patient, you know, like a patient team, you know, and, and I, and, but coach never stressed that besides just run your plays, run your offense, you know, do this and do that. I think us as a, as a team, um, and I don't know how much Chuck talked about this in a sense, we, we are very close knit. It's almost like I can tell you what Chuck's thinking. Chuck can tell you what I'm thinking. You know, I've never been part of an organization playing basketball that kind of just was on the same wavelength, you know, from top to top to bottom. We, we were, wow. it was a, it was a blessing or a, a gift that God gave us to go out and was able to just be in sync every minute yeah. of the game. Ref, you remember could, that? Could I, go ahead. That go game, ahead can I, I want to ask Chuck a question about that game. Yeah. Did Reggie Williams really pop you? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, he did. No. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you, I, all, all I did, listen, Raph, truth, truth be told, right? I tip a ball, Prez grabs it, puts it in. Now, now Wingate's coming down the floor. Okay. And the last thing we're up one, the last thing I want to see is Reggie tipping a ball. And then I got to deal with coach mass in the locker room who was out of his mind with that, with that stuff, especially in that kind of game. Um, so I put a hard, clean box out on Reggie, and he turned around and hit me and kept going. But that was par for the course when you played them, you know. I mean, you know, as you've been in games where it got physical, you know, it's just it was just in the heat of the battle, heat of the moment kind of thing, you know. But we used that. We used that. Coach Mass used that in the locker room. We were ready to come back out. And I've since I, I've been around Reggie two, three times and we, we laugh about it and joke around about it to you know to this day, you know. So yeah. That's he, funny. That's funny. Yeah, no, that, 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 yes. 
Now, when that Final Four was 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 three Big East teams in the Final Four, that was my senior year. So I, I was, you know, I was I was done, right? But what what were your feelings? Were were you thinking, man, this is my league, or were you thinking, you know, damn, we should have been there? What was your feelings? I, 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 I was I was I was happy. It was bittersweet. I right. was crushed. Because, I agree. Yeah. Because we we had we had to, to to at least split with those guys and always playing competitive in the old time, and we could compete. You know, we and then we get we get we get Georgia Tech in Georgia, and and, and the same you know same side in Atlanta, yeah, yeah, in Atlanta, right there, yeah. We get yeah. Georgia Tech. So I was, never forget it. Was it. Bittersweet. I was I was I was I was very envious. Borderline jealous, upset, but then I was happy because the whole country got to see our league. Right. So, so that I was that was my feeling. The whole country saw our league, how competitive, how good we was, and we played those guys. A lot of people didn't play Villanova. A lot of people didn't play uh, St. John's in Georgia. We played those guys. Seventy, but it's a little bittersweet, and I was really happy. You know, of course, you know, Dwight being one of my good friends from high school because we probably the only two. We probably only two guys that year out of '82 from high school that went Big East, and, and we and, and actually, man, Dwight was really, really good friends. I, I feel bad sometimes that we didn't keep in better touch. We were really good friends in high school. We, we, we talked on the phone all the time. Not like this social media stuff. Now we talked on the phone. So, so I was on the house phone. <laughs> Yeah, on the, on the, on the kitchen phone. Yeah, with the cord <laughs> stretched out. Right. That's great. You know, and it almost was four teams. You know, Boston College came real close to getting to the final four that year. But you know what, Chuck? I never told you this. And Sonny, you can't go tell Coach Beheim. You know, when after we won that, you know, I had a long talk with Raph. He kind of thought about transferring over to us. He wanted to come. You know, he, 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 he you know, that's he okay. Like, you just hey, told him right now. Hey, I said to him, I said to him, Chuck doesn't know that. I said, I said to him, I said, Raffles, you know what? I wasn't getting a lot of run anyway. So I'll, you know, I'll sit back my minute so you can get down with it. So come on, man, come transfer over there. So we can win it. <laughs> that, 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 right, that would be nice. But everybody, everybody, I think everybody in the country knows that Syracuse was my dream school. So yeah, I know. You know I'm, I'm just busting. Yeah, I, know. I, I know. That, that, was, your, that, that was your place. If I, if, I to go, if I had to go anywhere, I would want to go somewhere to play with you. I would. Yeah, you know what? Since since AAU, not to go back back, but since AAU, I wanted to play with you because I knew what what you was going to do. I knew you, and I was like, "This is the guy I need. Oh, I want to go play with." The white, the white, the white, the real nice. You're not telling about his handle and his deadly shooting. Because you was do something else, man. You was a nice combination. Now, I can't help but think, right? Because I feel the same way too. If we had a three-point line, I think Dwight and Raph, I think your numbers would have been much <laughs> higher than it was. Well, Raph for sure. I, I can tell you, Raph, this guy, like I said, not because he's not, not because we're talking. Mm-hmm. I wish you could have seen him back in the day. And you know, we, Sonny, you saw him every day. You know, for the three years that you that you had him. But right. yeah, he was just this guy here. I I couldn't stand him. You know, I was sitting watching when we play against other teams, and he just be. I don't I don't know how to explain it. He he had this he had this real to me this real like slow draw, and everybody was like, oh, I'm gonna get this. No, 
No, he shot it too high for you to get to it. You know, he was too quick to get it. He got it off too quickly for you to even touch him. Uh, you know, and he just just did things that you sit and go, how do you get that off? Hold up, how do you get that off? Yeah. You know, to this day, I mean, he's dead and gone. Not to me, but my that was my father's favorite player right here. That's my favorite. My father's uh, favorite. I, 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 I love your father. Your father's a good kid. I love your father. And 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 bring up the three point shot. When when I when I when I played in Europe, they had that line. So it was it was games I had seven threes in the game. Hit seven threes in the game. So I, and I always wondered like, wow, what if this was in high, what, what if this was in Syracuse? Yeah. You know what is what if it was in Syracuse? But you know, but you play your era, and and that's. That that was our era, and we did what we had to do. We had a great time doing it. No no looking back. How can I face tomorrow? If yesterday is all I see. We played our era. We did it well. We we, we had fun, and now it's you know it's a new era. All right. The benefit of the three point line. Well, that's that's let's let's wrap it up with that because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about right biggies rewind and the era that we all basically grew up and loved and and look at the Hall of Famers we played with for Pete's sake. So yeah. I think we've all been blessed and you know I, I thank Chuck for you know for getting this whole thing started and Dwight D and and, and you Raf. I mean I love you Raf. I could love you, but I love, love Raf first. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, man. I appreciate you guys. Uh, I love being on. All right, guys. The Big East, the Big East rebound, the Big East Rewind was produced by Daryl Gurney and Nick Corvus. And you can catch us on YouTube. You look for the link on social media. If you enjoyed it, just uh, subscribe and leave a comment. We're going to do a lot more of these. We got a lot of we got a lot of potential uh, great guests coming up and down the road, um, including coaches and officials and former players to talk more about the old school Big E. So thanks again, guys, for coming on. We appreciate you. Love you, D. Love you, Raph. And, love you, uh, too. Sonny. Thank I you. Love you, back. Back. Love you guys, yeah, man. Love you. Love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for Peace. Having me. Good seeing you, baby. Take care. Always.